Hey, Survivor. Welcome to episode 22 of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Today, we're going to strengthen your self-advocacy muscle. I know how hard it is to speak up for yourself after narcissistic abuse. So that's why I've got four things you can do right now. Now, self-advocacy isn't about ripping someone a new one for doing you wrong or failing to acknowledge all that you've done or your efforts in the relationship. It's about recognizing and responding when the dynamics of the relationship diminish your values, make you feel disrespected, and cause you to deteriorate physically, emotionally, and even spiritually. So if you're here for hard things, let's dive in. Hey, Survivor. Welcome to the Vibrant Survivor Podcast. Do you want to disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse, and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax this time's for you. I remember when I was working in corporate and caring for my terminally ill mother-in-law. It was one of the hardest things that I've ever done in my life. And my boss and I were working on a high-profile project of his, and he laid me out after close of business for not performing up to his expectations. And even after acknowledging what he said and sharing my struggles cross-functionally to complete various tasks for this project, he continued to come for me in a very callous and condescending way that took me all the way back to my abusive childhood and had me convinced that I was sitting in a meeting with my dad during one of his rage-filled rants. And after my boss finished devaluing, disrespecting, and dismissing me from his office, I did four things to stand up for myself and set the record straight, which strengthened me and set me up for success personally and professionally. Number one, ask for an ally, but prepare to stand alone. Now, there's strength, validation, and even safety in numbers a lot of times, but there are no guarantees. People may see and experience the same things as you, but they're afraid of backlash and don't feel comfortable with confrontation. Sound familiar? So you can ask someone present or who's maybe within earshot or who is privy to a situation privately to back you up, and if they say no then you just may have to request a meeting on your own, gather your thoughts, and prepare accordingly to have a confrontational conversation. 
And that's what happened to me in this situation. One of my colleagues happened to be working late. And when I was dismissed from my boss's presence, I found them working at their desk and they had heard the entire conversation. And I asked my colleague, they were visibly angry. They did not agree with or approve of the way that I was treated or spoken to. But when I asked if they would back me up when I took a meeting with, say, the VP, they turned it down. They, they said no, that they did not feel comfortable getting involved. So that was disappointing, to be honest. But at the end of the day, I had to respect their stance and their boundary and carry on and make a decision as to how I was going to move forward. So I took time to craft an email to my department vice president, who was my boss's boss, and I expressed my interest in taking a meeting and I took time to gather my thoughts and to jot down some notes and move forward in terms of speaking up. Number two, show up and speak your truth specifically and with self-awareness. Generalities and vagueness can really suck the power out of your message and delay resolution to a situation. After all, people can't address what they're unaware of. So if you're hemming and hawing, if you're beating around the bush, if you're just speaking in really vague terms and not really bringing it in for a landing and really getting specific about what's going on, what the issue is, then it's really hard for people to understand what's happening, to assess the situation and to determine a course of action, even on your behalf. So you can share your story humbly using highlights and examples and acknowledge your own opportunities for growth, as well as your strengths, efforts, and progress in the situation. And this is what I did. I went in feeling intimidated and is that fear of backlash that I talked about earlier. And it came through. I was nervous. I kind of had a pit in my stomach. I was really worried about how I was coming across or what the outcome was going to be, probably more so about the outcome of the meeting. But I was sitting across from my VP and I was kind of talking in general terms and making, you know, generally vague statements about the way that people are treating each other at work and this and that. And finally, he was just like, so what's going on with you and your boss? (laughs) And it forced me to just kind of snap out of the fear and to really just get to the point and go there. And I'd already made the decision. I already got in the meeting. I was already in front of him. And so I had to just get specific. And I did. In my meeting with my VP, I shared with him 
about the conversation that I had with my boss, examples, quotes during the conversation. I did mention to him that someone was present and overheard the conversation, but that they did not feel comfortable being a part of the meeting and backing me up in person, but that they acknowledged that they didn't appreciate what was said and how I was treated. And I told him that I realized that I have a lot of things I need to learn, that a lot of areas that I need to grow in in this job and in my character. That being said, I'm smart. I went to a top-notch school. I've worked very hard and gotten a grade A education. And I've spent a lot of time, effort, energy, and money to be spoken to on the job like an idiot. And it felt good just to get that out, to be honest with you. Number three, don't assume anything. In narcissistic environments, relationships, situations, the fear of backlash is real. And narcissists can be very selfish users who take advantage of people who lack boundaries and lack the courage and conviction to create boundaries for themselves. And even in work environments, toxic leadership may even cover for one another just to kind of keep the status quo. And the best thing that you can do is to look sharp, listen, and learn. Make eye contact. Be mindful of your posture. Take notes on the nuggets of wisdom or the constructive feedback that is given to you, or even if there's some kind of a path forward that's being discussed, taking notes on that, or and just take notes in general, because there may be some things that you may need to follow up on. And you may be surprised. I know I was in my situation. I was full on expecting to lose my job. I thought, okay, I'm having trouble with my boss here. I am caregiving. I've got all this stuff going on. I'm in front of the VP. I am going to get fired. It's going to be awful. I'm going to have to tell my husband. (laughs) Instead, I got sympathy, support, a plan, and a promise. And not only that, but I received a lot of support and encouragement from our entire department blew me away, did not see it coming. And my VP expressed just how sorry he was that I was going through this. And he said that he was going to speak to HR and go to bat for me, that he was going to make sure that I kept my benefits, that I had an adjusted schedule so that I could do my work, but also care for my mother-in-law a couple days a week and that he was going to support me. He also mentioned to me that he was going to speak with my boss about the way that he spoke with me, the way that our conversation went. And he mentioned to me that my boss was going through some things as well as far as ailing parents and um, things of that nature that were creating stress in his life and that he would address that. And another thing that completely took me by surprise was that 
my VP shared with me with tears streaming down his face that he was in a similar situation to mine where he had an ailing parent and he did not take the opportunity to be there as a caregiver and he deeply regretted it after they were gone. And he encouraged me, you've got to fight and I am going to help you. Did not see that coming. I almost fell out of my chair and we were both kind of teary. And he did follow up with my boss and even pulled us together in his office and facilitated an additional conversation. My boss was a lot more calm and seemed to be a lot less stressed and just had a different demeanor during that time. Our VP helped to set us up to be able to work together productively on this high profile project and it really made all the difference. Number four, commit to doing your best. When you have boundaries in place, a plan, and an understanding ahead of time of your level of participation in a situation or relationship even, you can show up in a respectworthy manner with your integrity and your ethics front and center, and you show up, stay consistent, and see it through. For me, I worked my butt off for three days during the week in the office, cared for my mother-in-law for two days with the help of extended family, and my boss and I crushed our project. It was, at the time, it was groundbreaking. I think he soon after got a promotion and all kinds of accolades, and he gave me my props as well uh, at our sales meeting that year. And it was a big deal. And I also saw an increase in the acknowledgement of our humanity in our department, and that was really special too. Let's recap four things you can do right now to advocate for yourself. Number one, ask for an ally, but prepare to stand alone. Number two, show up and speak your truth specifically and with self-awareness. Number three, don't assume anything. And number four, commit to doing your best. When it comes to self-advocacy, regardless of your situation, when you show up, you grow up. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.